The resume writing is pretty important in the words that you choose. Hey there, listeners. Garcia here, and welcome to the Recreation Therapy Podcast. Today we'll be speaking with Jane Helsing, who will be helping us navigate the field. But before we get started, this episode is brought to you by CEU Cloud, which is your digital filing cabinet for all your continuing education transcript needs. And when it comes time to submit your CEUs, you can print them or email them to whoever needs them. Check them out at ceucloud.com, at the App Store, or the Play Store. Okay. And briefly, before we set uh, up the interview time or for the podcast, and you had also let me know that you work in another field. Can you talk about that first? Sure. I had um, worked in the fitness industry for over 20 years, um, large group exercise programs in pretty prestige type um, health clubs especially out west in the Denver area, and I used to manage and coordinate probably over 100 classes per week, and I had about 50 instructors. Wow, 100 classes, and you were the one that oversaw the whole program then? Yes. Oh, wow, and at some point, you transitioned out of the fitness industry, is that correct? Yes. Okay, so how did you come across the RT field? Well, um, my first degree is in recreation management from Ohio University. And then later on in my 40s, when I was living in Colorado, I had um, gotten laid off um, at a health club, moved down to South Denver, which is where Metro State University of Denver is. And at that point, I did find another job in fitness, but I was ready for something different. I was getting burned out. I still wanted to utilize my fitness expertise um, as a treatment modality, but saw this as an opportunity to get more education so I can work in a hospital setting. And the resources, I have to share with you the creativity that I actually um, came across. Because I was laid off a vocational rehab counselor from the state of Colorado believed in me, I got that second degree paid for. It took me two years and I got hearing aids because I have a hearing impairment. Oh, wow. For the second degree, that was one in recreation therapy or therapeutic recreation? Yes. So all my credits transferred. Um, and then I, it took me two years with taking a class in the summer too. Oh, wow. So Actually, I don't think I've came across that many people that, that make the transition from just a general rec into the, the rec therapy field. Have you? Um, yes and no. Um, I think if I had to do it over again, to be honest, but it was hard to find, was um, occupational therapy. Mm. Uh, maybe I would have done that, but that opportunity um, didn't present itself. Yeah. Um, but I am a good fit for um, recreation therapy due to my personality, um, very passionate about leisure, and also being able to utilize uh, my fitness expertise. Mm -hmm. So the the job that then you got into as an RT, uh, was that a government job or was that community 
hospital setting? What were you getting into? Right. Um, I have, first of all, a very diverse background. So my internship was at an adult um, daycare center um, in, in downtown Denver. And going through a divorce, all that stuff, I wanted to be closer to other family on the East Coast. I landed a job with state government with Georgia Regional Hospital Adult Mental Health Forensics in Savannah, Georgia. Wow. It was probably the best thing that I could have done, even though it was a lot of hard work. The pay wasn't very good. A lot of the RTs were working two jobs. Um, really? Yeah, but it was... I learned so much and I loved it. I loved the forensic, any crime you can imagine, but also working with psychologists and social work and psychiatric care and going the treatment team. It was pretty fascinating to me. Um, and I just, I, I really enjoyed it, but I could see how other recreation therapists would not risk doing that or would not be comfortable doing that, if that makes sense. You mentioned that it was hard work. Were you referring to the process of getting the job? Um, The actual job, um, I feel like I worked harder at my first recreation therapy job, got paid less than what I do now. Mm -hmm. uh, Because we were teaching two groups in the morning, two in the afternoon. We had to do all the documentation. I went to treatment team every morning, and then you had to do all the assessments. How, how did um, you find the time to make sure you got everything done? That seems like it's a lot for one day. It is a lot. Um, you got to come up with your templates and your notes and um, that kind of thing. But it was, and I was a minority in Savannah, Georgia, as, as a white female, um, and not everyone is going to feel comfortable being a minority either. Mm-hmm. So was that your first state job? Have you, or a government job? Does that mean you've had other ones? I have. So once I got to the point of, you know what, I can't survive off of $30,000 a year. Um, there were no um, nursing homes in the area in South Carolina or Georgia that really required CTRS. Mm-hmm. So. And let me back up a little bit. Governmentjob.com is where you get a lot of the government, state, city jobs. Mm-hmm. So you got to keep going. You know, you, you got to keep looking at what jobs were available. I was also seeing my younger colleagues who had their done their internship at Veteran Affairs mm-hmm. use that the job at Georgia Regional Hospital to get back into the federal government. Because once you've done your internship there, you have a better shot. So once I saw the young people moving up, I'm like, I can do this. So I started applying for jobs um, anywhere. That's the other thing in this field, you gotta be ready to move. You know, If you don't have a lot of attachments um, with kids and family, and I was in the position to move. So I took a job with the state of Wyoming out in the middle of nowhere. Again, same type of job. The very well-respected recreation therapy. And I learned a lot there, too. I just didn't like the area. (laughs) So what what happened was 
I went to back to the East Coast and I landed a job with the Department of Juvenile Justice Activity Therapy Manager for the Department of um, Juvenile Justice in South Carolina. So not many people would do that. And that was their first CTRS they ever had. Oh, wow. So you were pioneering the way there. I really was. Um, unfortunately, um, security um, didn't necessarily match the rehabilitation model. Um, but in the meantime, I had been applying for federal jobs. And then what I'd really like to share and encourage whoever's going to listen to this um, recording is it took me three years off and on applying for federal government jobs and over 16 interviews. So after I had worked for the state of South Carolina for a couple years, I landed my first VA job um, in Pennsylvania. Wow, three years and 16 interviews. That, that's a lot. You, you definitely just had to keep going then because... Well, I don't know if I could handle that many interviews. Well, it makes you really sharp. You get a lot of good practice. And after I was hired, um, the gal, one of the gals who was on the phone interview, she said, Jane, usually I'm not in favor of phone interviews. I like face-to-face. -face. But she said, you nailed it. Um, so keep in mind with federal jobs, they may already have somebody in mind. Um, just because you weren't picked doesn't mean that you're not skilled or you didn't do well. You have to find the right VA that's looking for a new person or you're not competing with somebody that was already picked. It's almost like preparation meets the opportunity. Yes, uh, that, that's a great way uh, to put it. And I had just about given up, um, but I, I thought, you know what? I have this management position, you know, and I've been in management for over 20 years. Let's go again, you know, let's try this. And then I went in as a GS9. Uh, sorry, I don't know the GSs, so could you explain what GS9 is? Um, it's a pay, um, like if you were to Google GS levels in the federal government system, um, the grading will come up. Um, it, it's pretty, it, it's public knowledge. Um, mm. GS9 is right around um, 50,000. Okay, so each number it gives you, is it like a ranking or? Yeah, it is a ranking. And then within the GS level, you have also steps, level step one through 10. So okay. your pay increases. So that's why I got out. I wanted to get out of state government was because you don't get good raises like you do with the federal government. Mm, okay. And and I was also blown away by the inexperience of supervisors and recreation therapy. Um, so I would encourage young people don't underestimate yourself. You know, like keep pushing with determination. I took a promotion. I went to Wisconsin and then I ended up in Beckley as um, involved in the whole health program, which is yoga, 
Tai Chi, acupuncture, um, manipulation therapy, aromatherapy. So now veteran affairs have adapted a more holistic approach to treatment besides um, drugs, you know, which the veteran affairs has gotten a bad rap for. Mm-hmm. So you've actually, it looks like you've been through a good amount of the United States then. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would also encourage um, recreation therapists to go ahead and get their license. Um, I am licensed in the state of North Carolina. Who knows? Maybe I'll retire in North Carolina um, or, you know, work for a different company after I'm done with the VA, because there are so many states, right, require mm-hmm. licensure. Utah, um, North Carolina, I don't know the others. Is it Massachusetts? I'm not really too sure. Yeah, there's a handful. I know California, we're currently working towards it. So far in California, we only have title protection. Okay. But I just, the thing that I find a lot online and and Facebook is young recreation therapists saying, oh, I just landed this job. Tell me what I should do. I don't know what to teach. I don't know what to lead. Um, You know, hope if you went to a good school, they should equip you to do that. Equip. Mm -hmm. To know how to plan with measure, you know, what's the goal, what's the objective. And also a big part of recreation therapy is processing at the end of the group. Otherwise, you're really not doing um, recreation therapy, you know, and measuring outcomes. Because let's face it, we don't, we're not that, we're not as well respected as um, PT and OT. And I would love to see the young people today. Um, help push recreation therapy to a little bit more of an important um, profession. Yeah, I remember going to a conference where there was the, I believe it was the keynote speaker, where she was mentioning how it's not necessarily what you're providing, but how you're providing it. Yeah. And that's, you kind of just hit that right there where, you know, you could provide one activity, but if you're not going through and through with the whole process and processing at the end, then it's not necessarily going to be the, the the how you're processing would be the best way at that point. I totally agree with you. And it's not about the activity, right? Even though the activity is fun, uh, mm-hmm. you learn a lot through competition, don't you? You learn a lot about behavior. Um, number one, can they see? Are they colorblind? Um, can they lose? You know, mm-hmm. types of um things to watch for when you're in a group. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, I'm just, I can't, I just thought my first job was just amazing um, learning. I know a lot of recreation therapists want to go into the community, uh, but I think working in adult mental health, uh, psychosocial groups, I really enjoy those, um, to be honest. And I tap into whatever's current or relevant, and i mix that in with recreation therapy and then process through that. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, I've had patients say, Jane, I get more out of your group than my social worker, my psychologist, my psychiatrist. Mm -hmm. And let's face it, we spend more time with the patient. Yeah, no, I agree with that as well, because we were providing groups daily, you know, several times a day throughout the whole week so we have a lot more opportunity and then the other thing also is that you know that there's that one 
I don't want to misquote it, but it's, it's something along the lines of you learn more of a person in an hour of play than you do in a lifetime or something along those lines. Yeah, I agree. I understand what you're saying. Um, and then keep in mind, when I was at, I wanted to share, when I was at 11 NVA, I went into the substance abuse domiciliary, which I just love. Um, I love to see the veterans turn their life around getting out of their head and participating in games, sports, recreation, creative writing, arts, whatever. Um, I don't know. I, I thought it was fascinating. And uh, have you ever heard off the cuff? Have you ever heard of pickleball? I've heard of it. I haven't played it. One of the, it's the fastest, one of the fastest growing sports in the USA right now. Not mm -hmm. only for weight loss, but for mood and depression. Um, and, you know, it is part of the golden age game for veterans. So any sport like that or whatever uh, modality that you are, um, a recreation therapist probably needs to find an expertise that they're really good at, that they have something to offer employers. Yeah, there's and there's a ton. And I think maybe that might be a place where some people may be not they don't get confused, but they get overwhelmed with the choices. So instead of starting with one and going with it, they're trying to figure out maybe which one is the, the best one at the time. And then that delays them going with becoming an expert in that area. But I may be wrong, my opinion right now. And let me know, do you think there would be a need like, I would love to offer my services or write a book, or I see recreation therapists trying to teach fitness or chair fitness. Um, I often wonder if there would be an inroad for me to offer some sort of um, education um, in that regard, because I've been teaching for years, you know, and, and there's a lot to it. Not to say that a recreation therapist cannot learn how to do it but it might help them expedite um, gaining those skills. Yeah, I think, I definitely think there's a lot of areas, especially in uh, the educational components that that maybe we there, there's still some areas that we can fill the, the void that's out there. And that actually might be one of them. Uh, I know that there's also in the digital age, just trying to catch everything up, make sure that we're falling in line with how we, how, the world is kind of growing at the same time and it's constantly moving. Yes, it is. So I'm going to ask you, what do you think, where's recreation therapy uh, going? Um, what's the future look like? Have you, do you have any information on that? I have no insider information, only my opinions. <laughs> I think, well, I think first off uh, we, we need to get a little bit closer on a more national level so that we can definitely spread a more uniform message that we're all on the same page. I think so far we have like ATRA and then there's the NCTRC that administers the, the CTRS exam. And, but at the same time, I feel like we're still regionalized a lot. So I think we need to come a little bit closer together. And I think you hit the, the nail pretty uh, nail on the head when you're talking about having to get the specialties in because 
that that component will it'll start to showcase the the expertise within this the 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 individual because I can't be an expert on everything but I can be an expert on one thing and then if you're working with let's say in a facility if you're an expert in one thing another RT is an expert in another thing another RT is an expert in another thing then you're creating a blend of a great program there oh I agree if you've got you know, the fitness and then the art and the music. Uh, I think especially those three are, are really important in the sports. Um, it can be, you know, a powerful umbrella. And I do think it's up to us to advocate, educate. But I also agree with you nationally. Um, we need to be reined in and mm -hmm. figure out um you know, where does it go? Because I've heard of schools now dropping um, their programs. In really? Yeah. Wow. Like we used to have one here at Marshall University in West Virginia. Yeah. They dropped their program. Um, there were two in Denver, Colorado, one in, uh, one in Greeley, Colorado. And then there was talk about um, the school that I went to, which is um, Metro State University of Denver. They were considering dropping their therapeutic recreation program. And I was shocked because it's a pretty good school. I was pretty well equipped um, to go out there and, and do what I do. So That's unfortunate to hear that that's happening. So I don't know. We have to wait and see. Um, and of course, some, what another trend is people are opening up their own um, recreation therapy business, right? And which I think is fabulous. Um, I wish we would be billable, um, but until we unite, it's probably not going to happen. Yeah, I think up to this point, the a lot of the states are focusing on the license licensure component, and then possibly the next step would be to get to lobby a little bit more at the national level so that we can get put in so that we can use it as a billable area. But I did notice also there has been an uptick, just from what I've noticed on being online, there has been an uptick in people opening up their own RT, their consulting or business. And there also has been an uptick in blogging and doing things along those lines in social media, which in turn it ends up advocating for the field. So there, it looks like little by little more people are being a little bit more open to sharing a little more about the RT field. Definitely. And if any of the listeners really want that federal job and they're close to graduation, I'm going to highly suggest they do Tai Chi, Shi Kong, or yoga, because that's what they're going to be looking for with the whole health program. And to be honest, whole health is not new to us recreation therapy, you know, therapists. You know, they think they're coming up with this new program, and it kind of irritated me because I'm like, well, that's what recreation therapists do. We treat the whole person and find out what's important to them to motivate them to obtain their goals. Um, like, let's say if they, they don't walk very well or they're weak but they love to take photographs. Oh, well, let's walk around and t do photography. So not only is the person doing what they love, they're getting their exercise in, right? 
Um, so that's what I would encourage um, recreation therapists to really consider um, getting those types of certifications underneath their belt. Yeah, I definitely do agree with that part. And, you know, it's unfortunate that somebody else thinks that they're creating some new thing, but in reality, they are recreating the wheel because it's it's been there. It's been there, but maybe it's, um, I'm not going to say our fault, but, you know, um, like you said, on a national level, um, what are we doing to not have that or to put our profession in um, in front, especially with the aging population, with the baby boomers. Um, it's And then maybe we can get into the home health. Well, here's the thing. If we're not billable, they're not interested. However, with the federal government, my classes are all counts for what they call is Vera dollars. I am providing services that in turn make the money be make money for the VA. What are those? Yeah, Vera dollars. It's something to do with the treatment and how we are um, treating our patients and the veterans. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's funding. You know, it's not really billable, but it's the funds that we get. Oh, okay. Well, that's that's good to hear right there that it's a part of that. It is because we're a certified, trained, recreate nationally noticed, and then I have my yoga certification on top of that. Okay. Is there any resources that you're aware of off the top of your head where people, if people wanted to get into a specialty, maybe that they can head towards the website or a book or something? Got there's so many trainings out there. Um, you really have to do your homework instead of just going to the local yoga studio and make, you know, paying a couple grand because it's going to cost a couple thousand dollars. Um, plus going to yoga, practicing yoga. So you may want to make sure that you're going to a yoga program that's at least uh, yoga alliance approved. They call that your 200 hour yoga alliance approved. Um, that, not that I, um, it's just, it's more reputable. That's all I'm going to say there. Okay. Um, you know, I did my training in Colorado. So, you know, plan, I went through a nine month program. It was, um, just about every weekend, you know, cause I couldn't leave work and go for a full month. I wouldn't recommend doing an online program and getting certified. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, just have to kind of do um, your homework. They can always contact me too. You know, anybody can look me up and um, I'm always welcome to help and do a little bit of research with that person. It really depends on the state you live in. Yeah, what I could do is if you're okay with that, I can provide contact info when I post this. Okay. And that way, and that way, if they wanted to at least reach out to you via email or something, then that'd be, uh, they'd at least have the contact info. Yeah, that's great. Okay, so uh, as far as any other of the specialties, is there any other tips that you have for when they're looking for the course? Mm, the courses, you mean, like yeah. to teach the specialty? Yeah. Like how you mentioned for yoga, there was the, the alliance that makes it more reputable. 
Yeah, more reputable, you know, seated classes, you know, fit classes. Like silver sneakers is a good training. Um, you know, if they want to learn how to do um, seated type exercises for seniors, I've been through several of their training back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it comes so natural for me, uh, but for somebody else, it's going to take some practice. Um, so that that's another reputable. Um, I'm sure there's a few sit and be fit, but silver sneakers would be one. I'm not really into Tai Chi and Qigong. Mm-hmm. And that's interesting because they were like, uh, you teach yoga. Can you do the Tai Chi? And I'm like, no. I mean, that is a totally different animal. Yeah. Um, you know, and plus you got to be passionate about, um, you know, what you're teaching too. Um, and that just wasn't my thing. Um, there was something else I wanted to share. A little off topic, but still with recreation therapy. Mm-hmm. It's, it, it's, you know, when you get up to teach a group, you know, own the room, you know, own the room, don't be shy or bashful. You know, you kind of learn how to set up your class and um, have some sort of um, formality, I guess. You teach your group and then you, and then you process, right? Um because I do find a lot of people online constantly asking those questions. Oh, I just got hired. You know, I don't know what to do. Um, I just got to the point where I stopped responding. You know what I mean? Because it's <laughs> <laughs> like, wait a minute, didn't you just go to school? I mean, I'm not putting anybody down. But just to be confident in who you are as a recreation therapist, you know? I agree. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you. I mean, this whole conversation here has been all about tips i mean you talked about you know persevering and keep going with trying to get federal jobs or any government jobs uh trying to get uh the specialty and also how to try to identify what would make them more reputable and the last tip right here was you know owning the room having i if you're going to think about it in a different field like teachers having that classroom management style that yeah. You're you're owning the room, but is there any other last tips you'd like for our listeners to hear? Um, the resume writing is pretty important in the words that you choose, you know, like measurable outcomes, psychosocial, uh, you know, documentation, assessments, what type of software did you use in, um, you know, programs, um, that type of thing, Um so you got to have a strong resume to be plucked out of the group, right? In the electronic database. Yeah. Um, I like to do um, my resumes all on publisher. So they're all, um, the format's all there and you can make the changes. And I've been using that format ever since 2012. Um, it has a nice look to it. Um, so that that's real important too. Um, and your cover letters. Um, what I really like, too, with government jobs and USA jobs, you load up your profile. It's really easy to apply. And you just keep applying. I mean, it's really easy once you have your profile built and you have all your documentation uh, loaded up. Um, oh, you know what I have done, actually, in um, interviews is I will have notes from patients or clients. Of course, I'm not using names. 
but note that they've written to me because it's hard to sell yourself. But if you can say it in the patient's words, I think that's pretty cool. And I've done it and it's worked. Oh, wow. That's really, that's actually a really good tip. Yeah, it's pretty powerful. You know, this is what the patient said. Oh, we're going to miss you, blah, blah, blah. You know, you've affected my life. Um, I mean, that that's pretty powerful. Um, I've also maybe even taken pictures of um, some of the stuff I've done. Um, being uh, pretty creative like what say you're working in a prison and which I have and there's not a lot of um, type of equipment you can use yeah think about fun games um, it might sound silly and I guess my biggest advice is you have to sell it as owning the room to get people motivated and whatever it's going to be art music mine happens to be moving so I actually played four square with patients even on hard grass, I made my own tennis court with paddles, a bouncy ball, and little jump ropes, uh, making a little net. I've done kickball with a deflated fitball. You know, so you got to get creative, especially if there's a lack of equipment and you're in a prison type setting or adult mental health setting. So I guess the last tip then on that one is to uh, be creative also. Oh, definitely. You got to think outside the box. Um, sometimes I, I have YouTube that was accessible to me. Um, I love Brene Brown. You know, she talks a lot about shame and I'll integrate that. Um, I love using YouTube type videos too. Um, especially for creative writing, you know, reflect on whatever we just saw, because it, it might strike a chord. I've actually had patients, um, you know, cry, you know, or had to take a moment and walk out the groove. Nothing that I did per se, but what was revealed to them. Well, there's some great information that Jane definitely provided to us. And I want everyone here to Take some of it and see if you can apply to it to your lives. And I want to thank all of you for coming on by and listening to the Recreation Therapy Podcast. You can check us out at rec-play-live.com or you can check us out on our Instagram or Facebook. Once again, thank you for stopping by.